time for The Rush with Tyler McComas and Travis Davidson. Sound off on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Hit the guys up on the Riverwind Casino calling line at 405-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's The Rush with Tyler McComas and Travis Davidson. Like, it's the stuff you can't coach. It's the stuff you can't breed. It's either in you, you've either got that dog in you, or you don't. Jordy Ball is the dog. I mean, that, like, she can't turn it off. When you see her prowl around the circle, she's got this kind of feline nature, the stare down. Like, she intimidates the hell out of me, and I'm not even playing anymore. Awesome quote yesterday from Aaron Miller when uh, we asked her about Jordy Ball and what makes her so special. Aaron's not even playing anymore, and Jordy still scares the hell out of her when she's walking around, stomping around the circle. That was really cool. Uh, this is going to be really cool as well. You're, you're going to love her passion, I promise you. She was an All-American. She won a national championship at OU. She was Big 12 Player of the Year. She is uh, one of the GOATs. She's Kelly Breitsch. And she's also a huge softball fan now that goes to a lot of the games. Kelly, first, thank you so much for doing this. You, you know how, what I like to do, just ask you a question and let you go. How are you feeling about everything less than 24 hours removed from the latest national title? Well, I mean, obviously it was amazing. I am sad at the same time because now we have however many months again until softball. But exactly. the win last night was... You know, I, I, had, I had talked to somebody about the game previously and was like, you know, what do you think? And I'm like, well, it wouldn't be totally surprising if Florida State took just one from us. And, of course, I said, you know, I want to, I'm greedy. I want an extra day of softball. But as soon as they started going last night, I was like, okay, we got ourselves the pitcher's duel right here. Everyone's really battling, making some good hits, but, you know, nothing super exciting. So I was like, we might just take this into extras. And then, of course, all of a sudden – here we go, and we just exploded. And, I mean, I love that every single person, like when they announced player of the game, I was obviously not surprised it was Jordy, but you can literally go up and down that line through all the games, and everybody could have been the player of the tournament, all-tournament team, however you want to state it. Like, it's, it was the most team joint win that I've seen in a long time, and I loved every single piece of it. Right, and you know, you bring up a great point with with how many different people can, you know, kind of contribute to this and have contributed to this kind of run, and especially in the Women's College World Series. Um, you played shortstop, obviously, Grace Lyons. You know, one of the best shortstops to ever play the game uh, of softball. Now playing in her last game, obviously hit the big home run. Uh, talk to us a little bit about what you see in Grace Lyons. What you like about her? Well, she's the most fundamental shortstop I've ever seen. Um, and, and that goes to be saying, like, Coach Gaffey used to always say, I never worried if the ball was hit to Kelly's side, either side, kind of over her head. She goes, I only worried when it was hit right at her. And it was no lie because I'd get in my own head as the ball was coming at me. And with Grace, you just never see that. Like, everything is just so smooth. I mean, like butter the whole time. <laughs> And then, of course, um, I know she hasn't been hitting as well as she would like. And then last night when she hit that, I was like, icing on the cake 
for your, I, I feel like she's, I, I think I jokingly said on your podcast once, I feel like she's been there since I played because she's been there so long, but she has had an absolutely amazing career. And I know some people would argue with me about this, Courtney being one of them. I would say bar none, she's the best shortstop we've ever had um, because she, she can do it all. Once again, super smooth plays, um, great leadership, uh, both on and off the field. I mean, obviously, captain. And then, you know, she's done some of the amazing crazy hits, and she's just been steady Eddie also. So she literally is an all-around, on the field, off the field, one of our greatest people ever. 2000 national champ, Kelly Breitch, is our guest. Um, you mentioned Patty there, and I- I'm curious how she's changed over the past 23 years when you played her for that first championship because – Kelly, watching the press conference last night, you know, she tears up. She's emotional. Last year, she was basically bawling at the podium. You still have a close relationship with her. How has Patty changed as a coach, in your opinion, during that time? Well, of course, when she took over at OU, she was young. Obviously, when I played with her, I was young. We're we're all a little grayer and older now and have more pains and stuff. She was still learning how to, I think, incorporate all the puzzle pieces to get, like, a continuation of national championships. We had a group of girls that were very hard knocks. I mean, we were raised in a different era of, you know, your, your dad would be your coach growing up, more than likely. You didn't have these, I'll say, paid coaches for summer ball or programs and stuff like that. And when you miss the ball with your dad, he would just take it and hit it harder at you because that, of course, is going to teach you a lesson. Yeah. And, and that goes for moms, too. I'm not only singling out dads here. Moms and dads. And so Coach Gasso was very similar to that. And, and that's, that worked for us. Because if I was coached any other way, I would have thought almost like, oh, you're weak. Because that's not what I was used to. That's not what we were raised with. I can guarantee you it's not what uh, – Ashley Barrett, Jennifer Stewart, Lisa Carey, um, any Aaron Evans, any of those, Lakeisha Washington, all those Oklahoma girls, that, they were raised the same way. Their dads did the exact same thing. And I think, you know, we went through kind of um, a down period in the, like, uh, 05 to 2010-ish range. We, we just didn't seem to – we had a good team – but they just didn't seem to mesh, and the chemistry didn't seem to flow. And I think that's when Coach really looked deeper into players. And, um, you know, obviously everybody last, uh, watching the game last night, she was talking about how she takes the players out to lunch and um, gets to know them, you know, gets to know maybe, you know, why Haley Lee rides motorcycle or whatever it may be, why she has so many tattoos or whatever. And so – we, we didn't quite get that personal touch with Coach, but also that's not what we demanded of Coach at that time. That's this generation of softball players. And to be, we, were, uh, we were in a group message last night with some of the 2000 team, and we laughed when they said that because I can tell you if Coach said, hey, Kelly, we're going to go out to lunch today. And it was always that city bite, which I don't even think is in business anymore. And it was never for a positive reason. It was, <laughs> hey, it wasn't you were in trouble. It was just, hey, you're not playing to the potential and expectations in which I think you can, so let's go talk about it at lunch. And so it was 
you're, Harder you're enjoy a sandwich up. when that's the case, right? Exactly. It's like, you want me to chew this and talk to you at the same time? So she has developed as, I, I think, a human and a, the person that these players need her to be. She needs to go walk down into the dugout and do her dance and, you know, hopefully not blow her knee out for, like, the sixth time. But I was really more concerned with her watching that. But, I mean, she, she needs that from them. She needs, because I've, I've told you before, I'm very similar to Jada Coleman. Anybody who watched me plays knows. But Coach toned me down because that's what the time was. Now, these girls can be so expressive and everything. And I was so, I mean, so excited the other night when she was like, listen, we are not going to apologize for our emotion and who we are as women and our expressive nature throughout this. That's ridiculous. Men can do this. You know, other teams maybe do this, but we do it and we get called cocky and arrogant and everything else. And she was like, we're unapologetic because of it. And I was like, man, I could not love my coach any more than I do right now because she's right. Let these girls be exactly who they are. Let them have all the fun and enjoy the moment. Because not all these girls are going to continue to play softball. This is some of this. This is it, and they're going to go into their profession. Let them have the fun. And Kelly, of course, uh, I am the resident nine one eight representative here at uh, KRF. I live in Tulsa as well. So um, wanted to bring up our really only nine one eight player on the team, Miss Riley Boone. You talk about enthusiasm. You talk about that juice. You talk about all that. She has got a ton of it um, out there in left field. She's got such a unique role, though, and it's that nine-hole hitter that, I mean, would be a leadoff anywhere else in the country. Talk to me a little bit about what you like about Riley Boone and the role that she plays in this particular era of softball where runs are being scored like crazy. Um, Tell me what what you think she brings. Well, obviously she's got the bunt and obviously the curved bunt that she so strategically placed last night was amazing. It was incredible. Oh, it was incredible. (laughs) I'm like, you can't teach that, girls. (laughs) Um, She obviously can slap, and then she can hit for power. And the best part is, just when you think, you know, the old old school way was like, oh, we're getting towards the bottom of the lineup. Thank God things will, you know, lessen up here. This is your lower batting average hitter. Oh, uh uh-uh, Riley Boone's coming up. And I I think you put a stat out a couple weeks ago about how many times she started the, you know, Kenzie Hansen being on base when – she got their three-run knock. She is the fuel at the bottom of our lineup that, number one, every team wants. We just happen to be blessed and lucky enough to have her. And I also love her passion because she's got the best happy face and mean mug face all together in one. And so I love it with her enthusiasm. And I love the fact she's a Tulsa kid or a 918 kid, as you say. Because that you're right, we don't we don't have hardly any Oklahoma kids anymore that really just shine to that glory. And so I'm glad she's up here representing the 918 for us. Hey Kelly, last question and the most outstanding player last night, Jordy Ball. For for all the reasons, I mean that that was that was a great selection. But like you said, it could have been Kinsey Hansen, it could have been Riley Boone, could have been a couple of other players as well. But when I think of great women's college World Series performances and program history. I think of Jennifer Stewart. I think of Lauren Chamberlain and her walk-off home run against Tennessee in 2013. You've been following this program since you played there. Um, where does Jordy Ball and what she did the past week, where does that rank in your opinion of best 
just women's college World Series tournaments that a single OU player's ever had? Well, I agree with Aaron Miller by being she's the scariest hell. I would one thousand percent agree with that. Um, I definitely don't think we've had as an intimidating pitcher as her because Stewart was going to strike you out, but she didn't have that mean look. Um, Kalani could get you a kind of a mean look, but not the way that Jordy does, um, and or Parker or um, Gascoigne or you know a lot. May May just she's steady Eddie too. And when Jordy gets out there, I mean, you're just like, you're afraid to tick her off because JT told us when I was talking to him, she, he said, let these fans say whatever they want about Jordy because that is just fuel for the fire. So she's definitely the most intimidating. Um, I'm only sad that she's not left-handed because that would just add to our total uh, of lefties that just dominate the World yeah. Series. Um, she is definitely... Um, up there, I would say in the top three. Um, I'm biased towards Jennifer Stewart because that's my girl, but I think by the time she's done, I have a feeling she will take the rank of all. And because she's she's an athlete, she's pin- my mother texted me last night and said, "Why is our pitcher running?" And I was like, "Because she's probably got so much ADHD." Coach knows if she puts her in there, she's going to run real fast. She's not going to think about pitching. She's going to clear her mind for a second and let it go. And she's the and fastest player on the team. Oh, my God. I know. It was crazy. I was just, yeah. And she's, she's a very smart base runner. Um, she's super fast. So why not let her get out there and, and use some of that energy in a different sense than pitching? I think it's obviously Coach is brilliant, so I think it's a brilliant idea. But I think with her hitting, um, her base running, her pitching, her fielding, I, I will tell you there was a lot of times when um, any of our pitchers, any of the ones that I played with, uh, Kyder, Lady Moran, Stewart, we would actually tell them, if you have to take a step away from the ball, don't do it to field it. Let us get it. We'll, we'll be right behind you. We, we have a fast enough infield. We'll handle it. Jordy's the type that obviously she comes out of the pitcher circle and goes towards third baseline or first baseline, dies for it, gets it. Like She's all over the place, so I think – all of that athleticism will basically solidify her as one of the best pitchers um, or the best pitcher in Oklahoma history until somebody comes up and knocks her off that rein. Kelly, you're the best. Thank you so much as always. That was great stuff. Awesome stuff. Thank you, guys. Boomer Sooner. There you go. Kelly Brach, 2000 National Champ, Big 12 Player of the Year, All-American. She accomplished quite a bit. In her from the 918, you know. You know, and um, she's right. Like, Just think about it. Think what happened in a two-game series. This wasn't a seven-game series where everyone has ample opportunities to do big things. Think, just a two-game series, man. Kenzie Hansen, biggest hit of the night in game one, arguably, right? Had, had a great two-game series. Jordy Ball, self-explanatory. Uh, Alex Duraco, self-explanatory. Uh, who else? Grace Lyons, go-ahead home run last night, right? Tiare Jennings broke the, the record. Um, Alina Torres, big RBI last night. Sid Sanders, big home run. Jada Coleman, two incredible defensive plays. Riley Boone, just all around. I, I'm still forgetting a couple of others, but Kelly's so right when she says that everyone contributed, and not just in a small way, man. Seemingly everyone had a memorable moment in that two-game series against FSU. That's yeah. crazy. And it and it's and it's fascinating, Tyler, because we didn't play our best softball. Not not even really that close. I mean, fielding wise and whatnot, and still as the games wore down both nights, I, there was no stress. Like we 
it's insane that the ceiling of this team, when you can have rough starts, you know, I mean, throwing the ball into the outfield, a little bobble here, a little bobble there, and you still have basically stress-free sixth and seventh innings, you know, in the national championship series. The last two national championships. Think about how fortunate you are with that. The last two championship series and – I think last year's final score was ten to five. That's because Texas tacked yeah. on some runs. It was like late. ten to one going into the last inning. Last night was a lot closer than that. It was three to one, but buddy, it felt like it was ten to one. Could have been. last yeah. night, honestly. Yeah. So yeah, it. it I mean, uh, they they weren't scoring on Jordy, and the and the thing is, they knew it. They knew they weren't scoring on Jordy. Yep. The, and this wasn't Stanford's bats we were going against. This is Florida State's bats, and they can hit. 580 Jordy equals Baker 816. Yeah, she's scary as hell. Took this pick right before the final pitch, and it's just Jordy just staring in. You don't even need to see the photo. Just mental image of Jordy in the circle, and that's exactly what it is. It's she's, intimidating. She's man. Equal, she got that, that, that arm like just kind of off to the side there. Oh, it is. That, that swing. We need to we need to get uh we'll have to get the hosts together next time and everybody can do their Jordy impression. And uh, we'll, we'll see who's got the best one. Nine one eight left the bases loaded and didn't score and still won pretty easily. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be perfect against OU, and still sometimes that's not enough. Broken Arrow Fat Boy, five first-team All-Americans returning next season with three exclamation marks. Broken Arrow Fat Boy is uh, – it's hard to get him excited, but he's ex- he's excited about well, OU Ke- softball next season. Kelly graduated from Broken Arrow, so maybe, maybe – maybe the – Broken Arrow vibes are just hot right now. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. 405-651-3439 is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Your text, a lot of softball, some college football as well. Keep it locked on The Ref. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Jeff Lister here with Knippelmeyer Chevrolet. Have you been looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle? We are constantly receiving new inventory and have a wide selection of Silverados and SUV. Media. Maybe the under-the-radar player from the championship series should be your buddy Paul Doobie. Uh, he had a ref koozie on, but he didn't have the tall, slim ref koozie that he needed for his drink of choice out there. So, shout out to Paul for always taking, always taking a ref koozie wherever he goes across the country. I appreciate he, that guy. I, I, when we were uh, when we were at the event last night, I think he took a picture with like either Toby or Josie or anything, and he has the K ref koozie <laughs> in it, like pointed towards the camera. I'm uh, like, this guy's a branding fool. He really is. Um, <laughs> Under the radar player, I, I think the the easy answer could be well, Riley Boone. I don't. I, I'm not going to say that she's asserted herself as a fan favorite. I think she's been that for a while. But when you're all tournament team, man, I don't think that you can be under the radar. I don't yeah. think that could be the case. Yeah, it's it's going to at this pace, Tyler. I'm we're going to have to get creative with the segment because I'm not sure anybody will qualify if we have nine All Americans next year. Who can qualify as like we got to get some parameters on this thing? I mean, who's uh, would Alex Storacco even be under the radar? I mean, she started the, a championship <laughs> series game though. You know what I mean? Right. Like under the radar, you think of oh, someone off the bench hit a couple of big threes. Like no, she was in the circle to start. We get we need the help from the text line on this one to find our under the radar. Can, can we just pick a different iteration? Can I say that? The pinch running version of Jordy Ball. Yes, is the, is <laughs> the, the fastest other, player on the team. Yeah, not the pitcher Jordy Ball. The the pinch runner Jordy Ball. I would, you know, I I would have to say, uh, uh, oh, we yeah, we weren't talking about Kelly. I would have to say probably Sydney Sanders because she takes such big cuts, and we've been waiting for her to send one out. And every time she walks up to the plate, I'm like, man, I feel it, man. She's due. She's gonna take one. I think I picked her as 
I think one of the under the radar players ah. a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, "It's finally gonna happen." And once she made contact, it was just, oh, it was so I was so happy for her because she's been in a bit of a slump. You know, she doesn't get talked about with some of the other big hitters on the team, and but if she if she gets a hold of one, it's gone. Torres, um, she, Alina Torres, she had the RBI right last night to make it three one. She had the she yes. had the ground ball to short to score yes. Jordy right. Yes, yes, yes. So I. Look, I, I think OU wins the game two to one if they don't score that run. But that is what elite teams do, right there. You know what I mean? It it would be so easy in that spot to back to back home runs. We got all the momentum. Jordy's coming in. Huh, we can just relax the rest of the game. Are you kidding me? But to get that extra run, that other insurance run, and if you've ever watched softball, if you ever watched baseball, you know the difference between a run, one run and two run game going into the final inning. I mean, the entire inning can be played totally different, you know, based on a one-run or two-run situation. So that was big. I'm down with Alina Torres. That's that's fine with when, me. When you can drive in, you know, another run, it it's it's like taking the lead from ten to twenty. If you've got if you've got her in the circle, sure you can you can mount it, but not many people have. And and that's the thing, she's still. I mean, what did she pitch? Twenty-five innings, didn't give up a run. I mean. That's big time. I mean, but like I said, it's so hard on this team to find an under the radar Seriously. player. I think the combination, and this is really getting outside the parameters. I think the combination of May and Starocco is is not probably talked about enough because they allowed they 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 allowed Jordy to come in with a lead in the fifth inning, ready to go, and and took it home. So. Johnny H. says Alina Torres hit over 400 in the series. Yeah, that's maybe that's the answer. LaDonna from Lubbock, the blue tape, is the under-the-radar player of the game. Um, Alina Torres, Grace Lyons, again, under-the-radar, second home run. She had a great series and um, hit one off the wall, right, Um, er earlier? Um, Yeah, Grace was That she thought was gone. Yeah, so did I. Well, yeah. We weren't the only ones. Yeah. What the three of us aren't the only ones. Maybe the end of the radar players are the fans in game one because you get in there after the long line, you sit down, all right, you gotta get out of here. Okay, well, we'll find somewhere to take cover. All right, the gates are open again. You get back in there, you're asked to leave, and after that late start and all the starts and stops, like that place was still jumping in game one. I mean, I was just watching it on TV. I don't know if you were there or not for game one. Actually, you were there. You were there with the, old, uh, with the doobie out there. Yep. But it looked like the place was still jumping uh, late, late into the evening for game one. It was, man. And it actually, the weather got actually pretty decent by the end. But what, what's funny is there were some people kind of in our, our group that were like, man, we, you know, we haven't eaten. We're going to go down to Remington and eat because, man, this storm's coming in. And then all of a sudden, you get the tweet coming out from OU Softball that's like, First pitch, 9.02 or something like that. I'm like, that's in like 30 minutes. We need to get back in the stadium. So you had people coming back into the game in like third and fourth inning because, you know, they didn't expect it to start. But, no, it was a uh, – they were going to play that game for sure. Yep. Yeah. Had to do it. Kendall says, Jada Coleman robbing the home run. Now, that's like the least under-the-radar thing of them all, Kendall. That, that's It's literally everywhere on social media today. Kendall, do you, know how, ra- the game. you know how radars work, Kendall? <laughs> uh, our under-the-radar feature brought to you by Board Street Ventures. Board Street Ventures is a venture capital firm that provides funding and guidance for promising under-the-radar shooter startups. Learn how you can help support OU Innovation at BoydStreetVentures.com. Today's about celebration, looking back, appreciating, and honestly, not just looking back, looking forward as well to what this team still has going into next year and beyond. 
I was looking at the recruiting class that they signed in November. They've got like the the number three overall player coming in, the number four overall player, the number six overall player, and I think the number 11 overall player by one service. So they got four true freshmen coming in, and they were all top 12 players in the country. So this thing is not – it's not stopping anytime soon. Now, the senior class next year is a lot bigger than the senior class this year with names like T.R.A. Jennings. So 2025, I guess, would be the big reload year. But guess what? They're, they're probably going to be okay in 2025 as well. Only landed. Patty only landed two of the top four players in the country. Is it is it time we – Let's I mean, have a conversation about it. Is her seat you know? warming up? <laughs> is her seat warming up? I think it might be. JT only two Gasso, of the top four? Head coach in waiting. Oh, man. Well, hopefully we'll just – Only the number two class in the country this year. Unbelievable. I think it, I think that has more to do with numbers because I think a lot of – Yes, it's, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yes. It's like, but, you know, didn't land the number one or the number two player. I think, you know, it's time we have a conversation. Start a dialogue. Uh, let's see. Camo Sooner, Haley Lee for having Patty challenge the hit-by-pitch. Yeah, that was a quick challenge, and that worked out well. Well, and hit-by-pitch is one of those things. It's like I – if the if the batter starts taking the base, like that's not something that you know you can really fake all that easily. So yeah, when she started walking towards the base, I was like, yeah, well this is gonna be a quick challenge. Like you just don't start walking towards the base unless it hit you. Uh, Ohio Sooner, we need recruiting Doomer to chime in on why the softball only has the number two overall class in 2024. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what we probably need. gonna fire Todd Bates over it. Kenny from the 405, you know what the end of yesterday's game means? It's football time in Oklahoma. 85 days, right? 85 days until kickoff. And next week, a lot of the focus is going to be on that SEC schedule unveiling for 2024. Is there any scuttlebutt whatsoever as to uh, who's going to be on the schedule your first year in the SEC? We're like five days away from it, I guess. Well, I, I feel like all, all scuttlebutt was pre-eight-game switch. I think all of it was predicated on nine-game. And I think eight game might switch that up a bit because, okay, are you not going to have the three permanent rivals? You know, are you going to want to? Like, I'm just – I could not be more excited, Tyler, to be on air next week and and learn what that schedule is going to be like. Well, it's just a – The Big Ten one already came out. Yeah, it's just a unique – it's just a unique kind of scenario, circumstance in OU football history because you've seen a lot of things, but you've never seen this. As long as I can remember – I can't ever remember a live television event where not the entire schedule is released and you still don't know the exact dates, but an event where on a live TV show, they're going to tell you the eight games that you're going to play in conference. That's amazing. Your first year in the SEC, you're going to find all these places that you've been waiting to go for so long. You're going to find out where you're going on TV live, and you're going to find out who's coming here the first year. It's Nah, it's, it's, I can't it's, wait, man. it's like a selection show, but purely for fans, right? Like, it's, you know, you, you saw baseball when they were kind of on the bubble and they wanted to see if they were making a regional. That's how I imagine fans of all schools in the SEC just sit in front of their TV going, okay, where are we going? Where are we going? Where are we going? Where, what regional are we going to be in, if you will? No, super excited about it. And Tyler, I, I'm glad they're doing it like that because eventually my, my big take is that I want them to fully televise each time they make the playoff rankings. Like every meeting that they have, make it an hour-long show and make them debate it on live television so we can really get some transparency. 
Would be I amazing. mean, it would it would rival the game. Hear them viewership. trash someone's defense or how bad their quarterback yeah. is, uh, or, or what conferences they play in. Like, come on now, everybody knows they don't play. You played Iowa; they can't score on anybody. You know what I mean? It like, would basically be like a message board chat room. That, or at least that's it, that's probably not what it's like. But that, in my imagination, it's like, oh, they just just trash all these teams while in there and say that why they don't deserve to be in the top four. I like this. Man, it would be. God, it would be incredible, and and I think it would it would kill it in the ratings. Every every college fan base would watch that because not only the teams that are in the rankings they would want to watch it, yeah. but everybody else who just wants to know what the heck the committee's yeah. doing half the time. It's going to be interesting to see a schedule with and OU fans are college football fans, so they know what's going on in Columbia, South Carolina, or Gainesville, Florida, but. You don't know the ins and outs of the roster necessarily and what their recruiting has been recently. Like, you can make a pretty good educated guess for just about every SEC team, but this isn't the schedule for this year. It's the schedule in 24. So, you're going to see a schedule that most of the teams on it, you're going to have no idea at the time how good of a football team they're going to be. If Alabama and Georgia are on it, okay, you know they're going to be really good. But if Ole Miss is on it, I don't, I don't know. You're not you're not quite sure. What about Tennessee? If Auburn is on it, if Tennessee is like, there's just some teams where I guess your immediate reaction is probably going to be like, oh, that'd be fun to go there, or that's going to be cool them coming here. But it, it, I, I don't know. It, you're not necessarily going to know in the moment like how good of a team that they're going to be at the time. Well, and I think I think that will matter very little because of the schedule we're going to be coming off of with just some just embarrassingly bad home games. I think it could be I don't care I don't care if Florida doesn't win a game next year. I will still be excited to go to games. As you should be. Yeah, or, or or Florida coming here. Yes, Either one. It absolutely. would be amazing. Both would they, be great. They could have been sanctions. They Do could a home be, and home. They have the them. death penalty. Like whatever, doesn't matter. Like I'll just be excited to see that them come here. It's it's not uh, 15 Kansas fans coming here. It's uh, you know. No. 4,000 Florida fans or however many they would bring. I have no idea. Um, anything's better. They'll bring a lot. Yeah. 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. More OU softball, more OU football next right here on The Ref. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on The Ref Sports Radio Network. Your home for Sooner fans. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC. Fence team does it all. Contact the Fencing All-Americans at Van Hoos Fence, 405-735-1167 or vhfence.com. Steady now. He's a wild one. All right. Let her rip. Don't horse around when it comes to motorcycle safety. Speeding is a leading cause of highway fatalities in Oklahoma. To all the riders hitting the trail this year, let's make it home safe. Make Oklahoma safe. This message is brought to you by Oklahoma Transportation and the Oklahoma Turnpike Authority. Whether you live in or visit Norman, the Norman Chamber of Commerce encourages you to think local. Eat, shop, stay, and play in Norman this summer. Be sure to support these local Norman businesses. Visit Norman's historic Sooner Theater See great local theater, concerts, or attend performing arts classes. Find upcoming events and tickets at SoonerTheater.org. 
Hungry? Eat at Thai Thai Asian Bistro, authentic Thai food such as curry and noodle dishes located in North Norman. Thai Thai is available for dine-in or carry-out. Always fresh and always delicious. Experience Mr. Robert Fine Furniture and Design in beautiful downtown Norman. Just a short drive to exceptional from anywhere in the state. More than 60 years of fine furniture and impeccable designs. When you shop local, it creates more jobs and you can discover one-of-a-kind adventures. Shop local to build relationships, receive better customer experience, and get personal service. Remember to eat, shop, stay, and play in Norman this summer. The law firm of Ward & Glass has been serving Norman and the state of Oklahoma since 1998. Ward & Glass has built a reputation based on thorough preparation, attention to detail, ethical strength, and professionalism. We are your community law firm and have consultants to handle all types and sizes of legal issues. Call Ward & Glass at 405-360-9700 and put their 100 years of practicing law the right way to work for you. Or visit us online at wardglasslaw.com. No one wants to talk about their funeral memorial service. However, the pre-planning staff at Primrose made it such a simple process. We were able to not only select our services, but we were also able to remove the financial burden from our children as well. If you have not taken the step of planning ahead, I encourage you to make the call today to Primrose Funeral Service at 321-6000 and let the great staff begin helping you planning your desired service. It is incredibly hard. Um, I don't know how to explain it. I just can tell you the way I feel right now is free. Because the expectation is overwhelming. The pressure is overwhelming. And they all have each other to laugh with. I'm standing here by myself. So that's why you're hearing my voice do this. I, I, I know what they're feeling. I know what I'm feeling. And it's very difficult. It's extremely rewarding. Like, I just want to go to Costco and shop and no one care that I'm there. And they feel the same. You know, it's just, it's, it's so crazy to see how our lives have changed. And then the fans in Oklahoma are absolutely fantastic. But it starts to feel like you're getting smothered a little bit because everybody wants something and everybody... And I heard them talking about it. It's for all of us. It's, it's different. It's not something I... I just want to coach, you know? I want to just be a regular. And then just all of a sudden, your life isn't regular anymore. All right, rule for all of you out there. You see Patty Gasso at Costco, just leave her alone and let her shop, please. Yeah, unless she asks for maybe some produce recommendations yes. or anything like that, just just go the other way. Don't don't creep around the corner and where are the paper video. towels at? Well, <laughs> Coach, um, yeah, Coach, uh, um, right aisle eight. Great. I mean, just just aisle eight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I listened to K Ref, and they said actually I need to leave you alone. So, uh, uh, but no. let me text in on the text line and see if it's okay if I give you recommendations. <laughs> no, that's um. That's one thing that you don't realize, I guess, is, yeah, our expectations of this program are when the national – like, that, that was it coming into the year, right? Well, anything less than a national championship is probably going to be viewed as a disappointment. The pressure on Patty Gasso and this team is – you don't think about it in real time, but when you take a step back or hear her talk about it, yeah, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it is something. Well, and sure all it's a lot, and all of us fully expect to win it again next year. For yeah. I mean, I mean, <laughs> the expectations don't change. Fair or unfair, like, but the thing is, 
that's that's Patty did that to herself, you know, kind of thing. Like, hey, th- that's what comes with winning. Created the monster. You created this, and and the thing is, like, Patty didn't get into softball coaching for fame and fortune, uh, but when you are arguably, and I don't think it's much of an argument really, but if you're the best to ever do it, and in the pantheon of best college coaches ever, most accomplished college coaches ever, those are just some of the side effects. Like, that's that's just what happens. If if you, you know, if nobody knew your name, that would probably be a problem because you probably would have been out of a job over two decades ago. We do have uh, Costco shoppers on the text line, by the way. Uh, paper products are always in the back at po- uh, Costco, says a texter uh, from the 310. Man, my guy Jay <laughs> Trump, he's, he's obsessed with Costco. Uh, let's see. Saw Bob Stoops at CVS one time. You know what I did? Left him alone. Yeah. How about call. that? Good it's call. A, it's a good call. It's a good call. Yeah. It's, you know, but that's, it, it's the difference of being in a college town too. Uh, you know, with like Dylan has talked about this a little bit. It's like being at UCF in Orlando, it's, it's different. It's just, it's a tourist city. It's big. It's this, that, and the other. He's like, when I got to Norman, it's like, you're the, you're the guy. So you're ready to call it greatest coach of all time. Man, it'd be tough to argue against She has man. the – I'll give you this because, I mean, I agree. I think Candrea right now, he's retired. He has one more national title, I believe, than Patty. I think he has eight. Um, but it's a different era, man. I, 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 don't, I don't think that you can weigh those national championships the, the same because the sport has completely changed. Like, just every – like, Patty has four of the five longest win streaks in college softball history, including the longest in history – in the era where the sport's been the most difficult, and even with, even with the changing of the eras, and you know, 25, 30 years ago it was dominated by the West Coast. Patty still has the highest winning percentage out of any coach: Candrea, Carol Hutchins, whoever. So, winning percentage is a big stat. I mean, I, I, I yes, I agree. I, I think well, with everything currently, yes. Well, yeah. When when everybody else was coaching, when all the legends were coaching, like Grand Canyon wasn't beating UCLA Liberty wasn't beating UCLA like this isn't like there's so much talent spread out Tyler Clemson has had a program for a half hour I'm not even sure Clemson had a program when we started this segment <laughs> and now all of a sudden they're in the supers given given OU everything they can handle like they those coaches never had to deal with the amount of talent that's spread across the country right now obviously the portal and people are funding it more. I mean, people are building big, beautiful stadiums. One thing um, that Stanford's coach let slip is that they're they're building a fifty million dollars softball facility. Like that's you know Texas A and M has a beautiful facility. Alabama has a beautiful facility. I mean, obviously OU with Love's Field now announced that Love's is matching another three million dollar donation announced today. Of course, so thank you, Love's. Um, but yeah, it's just there's so much more investment and talent in the sport now. And Patty's still dominating at a level that literally has never been seen. Uh, let's see. Why wouldn't they win it next year? Ask Oki Drinkslinger. I, I mean, it, there's going to be some really good players in the portal. There are some really good players in the portal. Like Travis said, people are investing more money into it. There's some really good players coming back. Um, I think that they will win it next year. I think that they are going to be the favorite. But it's it's not easy. It's just not easy just <laughs> no. to say, oh, yeah, 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 we'll win the fourth straight. We saw how difficult it was this year, and this may have been the greatest team of all time. Maybe it was. I don't know if the sport overall is going to be better next year. I'm not sure. Maybe it is, but it's going to be really, really good again. It's going to be really tough. Man, a, a core of, I don't know, it, it, it'll be tough because 
the core of because Tiara and, and Jada came in in the same class, and then obviously you've got kind of Jordy in that core, right? And when you think of those three top ten National Player of the Year candidates, like that's the core that while they're on campus, this team will be 100% fully expected and favorites to win the national title because those three are that that good, singularly that good, but also mean so much to each other that I think with that core specifically, we'll, uh, we'll be the favorites. They, they were the overwhelming favorite going into this year, um, and they had a lot of pressure. I wonder if the pressure is even going to be ram- – it feels like the pressure has been ramped up more and more season by season, and I, I don't know how the pressure can get even bigger than what it was this year, but I think next year is going to test that with all the players they have coming back and what they have coming in. I mean, it's going to be insane. Uh, nothing shocks me anymore, Tyler, because when you lose the best hitter, at least best home run hitter in, in softball history – and all you do is be the best team ever, like, I don't know. I, it, it, nothing Patty does will surprise me. Camo Sooner, I think it's safe to say the expectations of the softball program have surpassed that of the football program. Uh, yeah, I would, Very safe I would say. say so. 580, you think the national media is cranky now? Wait till Patty pushes uh, John Wooden for the consecutive championships record. I mean, I mean, OU football gave softball a 100-year start on winning national titles, and now they're tied. So, yeah, I would say the expectations for the softball program are a little bit higher right now. 405-651-3439 is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. We'll get to uh, as many texts as we can coming up next. We'll throw in some college football as well. Right here on The Ref, we are the home of Sooner fans. From Norman to Lawton to Weatherford to Oklahoma City to Tulsa and beyond, the Ref Radio Sports Network has the Sooner State covered. And when you're away, never miss a second with the KREF app. Jeff Lister here with Knipple. Agents at Allison Insurance, featuring 70-plus years of combined insurance business experience. They're able to help clients avoid mistakes when purchasing individual or group health insurance. Call Allison Insurance at 800-580-5587 or 745-2968. They are the experts. The Corn Ferry Tour, Path to the PGA Tour, comes to Norman, Oklahoma, June 19th through 25th. For the Compliance Solutions Championship, ticket, volunteer, and all event information is available online at ComplianceSolutionsChampionship.com. Don't miss the chance to see future stars of the PGA Tour when the Corn Ferry Tour comes to town June 19th through the 25th at Jimmy Austin Golf Club. Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you the sour of the rush on a Friday as we continue to celebrate national title number seven for OU softball. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson, top five Big 12 Heisman Trophy contenders per on three. And you know they've got Quinn Ewers at number one. You know they've got Quinn Ewers at number one. The nation is just starving for Texas to be great again. I feel like he can have an average season and still just uh, make it to New York. Quinn Ewers at one, Dylan Gabriel at number two, Will Howard at three, mm-hmm. Tyler Shuck of Texas Tech at four, Chandler Morris at five. Those are the top five Heisman Trophy contenders in the Big 12, according to On3. What hmm. do you think? Like it, love it, hate it? I'd probably flip four and five. I think I might just be – I think I might be slightly higher on Chandler Morris simply because he won that job 
and the guy he beat out ended up actually going to New York. So, you know, if you're just if you're just comparing it that that linear, then well, he's got to be better than the guy that almost won the Heisman. So, uh, so, you know, and I like Chandler Morris, but DG at two, I, I'm fine with that. It's an Oklahoma quarterback, yeah, so I'm fine with that. Know. He's going to put up the numbers, you know. If I wouldn't project him to end up in New York at the end of the season, but there's not a lot of people that I would project in the Big Twelve being in New York at the end of the season. Right, you're kind of. You know? Yeah, I- I'm very surprised that this list didn't read like Quinn Ewers one, uh, Worthy two, um, Ad Mitchell at Texas three, Kelvin Banks, Cedric Baxter, <laughs> Kelvin Banks four, Cedric Baxter five. I'm really shocked that it didn't. Uh, pan out that way hey, they, that, o- only Quinn Ewers on the list that was probably the first draft yeah that was the yeah, first draft yeah. I got it done we're good I just uh, turned in the Texas roster the, the training camp version of the top five Heisman Trophy contenders sure <laughs> yeah I mean who in the conference in recent memory has made it to New York that's a non-OU player Colin Klein of Kansas State did back in 2012 um, has unless I'm blanking on someone that's very obvious, has anyone? I mean, Max Duggan did. I mean, Max Duggan you, obviously did. Yes. Um, man, there's not. I, who, who's the last? Who's the last player from Texas to be invited to the Heisman ceremony? Colt McCoy. I don't think any. I don't think Texas had I, one since Colt. Since right. Then. Yeah, I think you're right. They're just never on good enough teams. Right. Like, and and that's and that's the thing. It's like. You've, you know, long it was, okay, who's the best player on the best team? I mean, Stetson Bennett's in there, you know what I mean? Like, a, a, a lot of people, the quarterback of the best team was was given that benefit of the doubt. So, that's why Texas hasn't anybody in there, because they just don't win enough. Yeah, and that's why I look at the conference this year, and it could be very competitive in terms on a week-to-week basis. I don't see any elite teams in this league, and therefore I just – I'm not looking at anyone in the conference right now and saying, ooh, that's a Heisman Trophy frontrunner. I like their chances to get to New York. I'm just not there with anyone in this league yet. So it is within reach for Dylan Gabriel to crack the top five in the all-time passing leaders in college football history uh, if he has a, a season that is similar to some of his other seasons. So with that, if we Tyler, if we squeak out 11 wins, I could see that happening. Uh, I could see him being like a – like a top six kind of guy, top five kind of guy, just because big brand, you know, a lot of wins, a lot of good numbers, and good career numbers. So yeah. I could see that happening. He uh, he would need some Heisman moments, that's for sure. And as much as we talk about the schedule and what Drake it looks Stoops. like, uh, a lot of 11 a.m. Heisman moments is what they're going to have to be as we look at Heisman it Heisman right voters now. eat breakfast. Yeah. Final hour of The Rush coming up next. Keep it locked on the ref. Stand on the field, made a concrete. Okay.